Good morning, boys and girls. It's so good to see you. I hope you guys had a good sleep and you're ready to do some investigation with me into the Bible. Yes, this today we are actually looking at Judges chapter 8. I hope you have your Bibles with you. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to give you a few minutes to get your Bibles just now. But today in Judges chapter 8, we're going to do some investigation and we're going to see how amazing the Lord is, how He is slow to get angry and He's quick to forgive us. It's just amazing how much He loves us and how amazing His grace is for us. So before we do that, let me just pray for us. Let's close our eyes. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you that you are slow to get angry and you are quick to love us. Thank you that you love us so much. Help us see your amazing grace for us. Amen. Amen, yes. The Lord Jesus loves us so much. You know, boys and girls, last week we saw, we met Gideon. Remember our Gideon? Where's our friend Gideon? Remember our friend Gideon? Yes. He was very unlikely. Can you guys remember why he was an unlikely uh, leader? Hmm? Remember, he was so scared. Remember? And the Lord literally had to hold his hand the whole time. And yet, the Lord used him to keep his promises. Yes, he rescued Israel. Today, we're going to see Gideon change a little bit. Gideon turns out to becoming... So Gideon changed from being quite scared actually to becoming quite proud and he stopped loving the Lord he started thinking about himself so today we're going to see how Gideon rejects the Lord and the question is what's the Lord going to do but before they do that I think you guys need your Bibles it's very important for you guys to get your Bibles because otherwise we can't read it together and I want us to read it together and to look at the Bible together so I'm going to pause again and then you guys are going to find your Bibles. Are you ready? Pause. And pause. Boys and girls, do you have your Bibles? Yes, I've got my Bible. Do you have your Bible? Well done. Well done. Now, like last week, we've got three questions again to help us. Three very important questions to help us to see how Gideon has changed. And the first question is, what comes out of Gideon's mouth? What does he say about the Lord? That's the first question. The second one is, what does Gideon do? What does he say about the Lord? And what does he do? And the third one is what does the Lord then do about Gideon? So you can guess what comes out of Gideon's mouth is not always what he does. So we'll see what the Lord does about that. Anyway, boys and girls, let's do some investigation. Where is your Bibles? Can you guys remember what happened last week? Gideon fought that battle. Yes, the Lord won that battle. Yes, and right there at the end, the Midianites scattered. So this is where we are. The Midianites, imagine them, Gideon with his 300 men blowing those ram's horns and breaking those things. And there they go. And they run and they start fighting one another and killing one another. And Gideon and his 300 men went after them. 
But as soon as these guys scattered, you know what Gideon did? He grabbed his cell phone, he pulled out his cell phone, and he phoned all the other Israelites, and he said to them, oh no, I'm just joking, the Israelites in those days, they didn't have cell phones. What Gideon did was he sent messengers. He sent people with messages to all the other Israelite tribes and said, come, come, we are defeating the Midianites. And so he sent those messengers out. But the problem was when those messengers got to the Israelites, other Israelite tribes, they were not too happy with Gideon. They were actually quite grumpy with Gideon. So have a look with your Bibles. Open your Bibles to Judges. Remember how we find the book of Judges? You go to the front page, you look at Judges, you find the page number, you open, open. We go to Judges chapter 8, yes, and then we read at verse 1. This is what the other, this is what the tribe of the Ephraimites said. So that's one of the Israelite tribes. This is what they said. Now the Ephraimites asked Gideon, why have you treated us like this? Why didn't you call us when you went to attack the Midianites? And they criticized him sharply. You know what, boys and girls? These other Israelite tribes were quite grumpy because they thought Gideon won this battle. And now everybody's going to go, whoa, how amazing is Gideon? Meanwhile, who won the battle? Was it Gideon who won the battle or was it the Lord who won the battle? The Lord won the battle. But anyway, their jealousy, their grumpiness actually grew into jealousy. Gideon and those 300 men were chasing the Midianites, so they came from behind, and the other Israelites were stopping them in the front. And so the battle went on, and these 300 men and Gideon started getting hungry because they were busy all night. And so they got to two towns. The one town was Sukkoth, and the other town was Peniel. And when they got there, they said, please, guys, we are hungry. Give us some food. But these Israelite tribes, these towns were quite grumpy and they actually were jealous. And so they said, no, we're not going to give you food. We're not going to give you food at all. And so the change in Gideon's heart, we see that how he responds to those two towns. Instead of letting the Lord deal with these two towns that didn't love them and didn't give them food, Gideon decided, I'm going to show you. I'm going to tell you what to do. Instead of letting the Lord discipline them, Gideon said, I'm going to discipline you. So you can really see something happening in Gideon's heart. And so what he said to the town of Sukkoth is when I come back from capturing those kings, those Midianite kings, when I come back here, I'm going to take you guys and I'm going to whip you. And when, and it's for the town of Peniel, he said, when I come back, I'm going to take this beautiful tower that you've guys built here and I'm going to break it down. So already Gideon in his heart was getting proud. And so what happened? Gideon went out. He defeated the rest of the Midianites. He captured their king, their two kings, and he brought them back. And he walked these two kings into these two towns like a king who just won a battle, marching the spoils of war in, showing everybody, look at me, look at me, look how strong I was. Look at these people I've captured. And you know what Gideon did? He made, he kept his promise. He said to those people of Sukkoth, I'm going to punish you. And the people of Peniel, he said, I'm going to break down your tower. And look what he does. Look at verse 16. Let's read verse 16 together. This is what Gideon did. Gideon said, He took the elders of the town 
and taught the men of Sukkoth a lesson by punishing them with desert thorns and briars. That's like whipping them with thorns and, and all sorts of ugly things. He also pulled down the tower of Peniel and to kill the people in the town. Oh my goodness, wait a minute, Gideon. What are you doing? The Lord is the one who's supposed to put the rules down. The Lord is the one who's supposed to enforce those rules and discipline his people. What are you doing, Gideon? You are acting like you are in charge. You are acting like you are the king. You are actually looking like you're taking the place of the Lord. And so what we have here is Gideon changing. He's starting to forget about the Lord. He's starting to rebel against that Lord. Remember that picture of the Israelites when the cross through the crown, that crown represents God. Gideon is starting to forget about the Lord. And we see that cycle of rebellion starting again. It's starting in, in, in Gideon's heart. And we see that very clearly when we compare what Gideon says and what he does. So what he, what he does, we've seen already, he acted like the king. And so after the battle, the Israelites there called Gideon and said, Gideon, in verse 22, Gideon, we want to make you king. We want you to rule over us, you, your sons, and your grandsons. And this is what Gideon says. So what Gideon does is he acts like a king. But now listen to what he says. Look at there in verse 23. Have a look at this. Gideon says to them, I will not rule over you, nor will my sons rule over you. The Lord will rule over you. And so Gideon was right. He says the Lord rules over them. But then what does he do? Have a look. Right after he says that the Lord rules over them, he says to them, um, I have one more request. Please give me some of your earrings of the plunder, some of the gold from the plunder. And then what Gideon did with it, look there in verse 27. Let me read for you. Gideon made the gold into an ephod. Now, ephod is just a statue of, a, of the chest of a person. Have a look at our picture. There is a picture of Gideon, and he makes this beautiful golden ephod. He puts it in his own town, his hometown. And you know what happened? The Israelites then comes and worships and prostitutes themselves by worshiping it there. And if that's not all, Gideon and his whole family started worshiping this thing. Oh my goodness, Gideon, what are you doing? He says the Lord is king. He says the Lord is their king, Israel's king. But then what does he do? He acts like the king with Shukov and Peniel. Then he makes a golden statue, an idol, what the Lord said he shouldn't do. He makes that thing. And then the Israelites started worshipping it. And him and his family started worshipping it. And if that's not all, Gideon had a son. And one of his sons, after that, he calls his son Abimelech. Abimelech means, my father is king. So clearly, what Gideon says and what Gideon does it's not the same thing. Gideon started forgetting and rejecting the Lord and he started making himself. He was proud and he's looking after himself and he literally thought of himself as the king of the rule of Israel. 
Now, despite all of that, boys and girls, despite Gideon changing, saying one thing and doing something else, his heart changing, the cycle of rebelling in his heart starting, rejecting the Lord, despite that, you know what the Lord does? The Lord gives them victory over their Midianite enemies and gives them peace for 40 years. Despite Gideon changing and rejecting the Lord, the Lord is still faithful to his promises and he gives them 40 years of peace. Now, boys and girls, isn't that just the most beautiful picture of the Lord being slowly, slow to get anger? Last week we saw Gideon being weak. The Lord used him. This week we saw Gideon being proud and saying the Lord is king, but then acting like his king and still the Lord is gracious to him that gives him victory over the Midianites still the Lord shows them and the word we're going to use today is grace he's gracious to Gideon he's gracious to Israelites he doesn't give them what they deserve the Lord still gives them peace for 40 years now this is the most amazing thing boys like we saw last week our Lord Jesus isn't just gracious to Gideon. He's gracious to you and to me. We say Jesus is our king. When we are Christians, we say we Jesus is our king. We say we love him. But that comes out of our mouths. But what do we do? We sin every day. When we sin, we actually say to Jesus, stay away. You're not my king. I am king of my life. I'm the boss of my life. And still, the Lord loves us. We say, we don't love you. We don't need you. And still, he loves us and he cares for us. My boys and girls, that's what the Bible calls grace. He says, Jesus says, it is by grace you and I have been saved. Not by our own works, not by our own selves. It is a gift from God. That's Ephesians. So, boys and girls, the fact that you and I can be God's children and call ourselves Christian is because Jesus was gracious to us. He came and he died on the cross for our sins, for our rebellion, for Gideon's rebellion. And then he says to us, anyone who comes to me, I will forgive. And so he's gracious to us. Anyone who listens to me and repents will be forgiven. So, Boys and girls, isn't that just an amazing picture of our Lord? Gideon says that Jesus is Lord, but then he sins. We say that Jesus is our King, but then every day we do wrong things, we sin. And Jesus, the same Jesus that was gracious to Gideon is gracious to us. Because on the cross he came to rescue us. And so I want to pray for us. And I want to ask God to help us to see his amazing grace. See how slow he is to get angry and how quick he is to forgive us and to thank him for it. So let's close our eyes. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you that you are the perfect king. You are the perfect rescuer. You died on the cross for our sins in our place. You did that because you loved us and you wanted to save us. And you show each one of us grace. Because we reject you, Lord Jesus. We sin. And yet you stand there with open arms, waiting for every one of us to turn back to you, to pray to you and to ask you to forgive us. So thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are slow to anger and quick to love us. 
Thank you that you are promise-keeping God, that you promise to save us and you'll never forsake us. Your love us, your love will never end for us. Amen. Thank you, boys and girls, for joining us this morning. I hope you have a wonderful Sunday lunch and I hope you want to tell your parents. I'm asking you to tell your parents just how amazing our Lord Jesus is, how slow he is to get angry and how quick he is to love us. See you next week. Bye-bye.